Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. Oh man, I'm Josh. I'm Kevin. Oh, Kevin! Uh, Who let you in here? I'm sorry. (laughs) I heard you guys were talking. We're having maritals in here. Get out, Kevin! (laughs) Wait, uh, (laughs) all right. Or get in. Uh, All right. (laughs) Okay, just like, all right. Uh, our special guest Kevin Cole is here yes. to um, discuss some Star Treks. I, I wormed my way into this one. Uh, I invited him, so he definitely wormed his way in. <laughs> like, like you you invited me, but only because you like felt some energies, man. <laughs> I felt. He texted me. Jeff texted me and was like, uh, "I invited Kevin on the next episode. I hope that's okay." And I just responded with, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I didn't say anything else. I didn't, I didn't say it like that. I literally just said, hey, I invited Kevin on the next episode. Too bad if you don't like it. <laughs> Is that what it was? And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> well, I'm glad, I, I'm, I'm glad that that was not a legally binding what. It's, it almost broke up the podcast, Kevin, so I hope you're it happy. So, it was touch and go for a while. Listen, if talking about the drumhead burns my friendship with you two, I might take it because Damn. I need to talk about the drumhead. No, I don't think, I think we're pretty all going to yes. be uh, on the same page on this one. Yes. Well, that's good too. It's it's uh, important to note to our audience at home that this episode is going to be about the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Drumhead. It's uh, yeah. episode uh, 21 of season 4, or episode Who the Fuck Knows on Netflix of season uh, 4. It's 11 on, of, season, of season 4 on Netflix. It is? No, it was 21 for me. It was 21 for me as well, actually. Oh, maybe I'm a dum-dum. Uh-oh. Did you multiply 11 by 2? Because that would be 21. No, nope, you guys are totally right. Yep, I just... <laughs> Uh, saw in my head 20, uh, oh, 11. Oh, Josh and Jeff are totally right. What a shock. <laughs> Start the count. <laughs> Add it to the list. Uh, real the quick, uh, this episode was written by Jerry Taylor, who uh, wrote quite a few episodes of Star Trek TNG. And uh, she's also the mother of a guy who got two guest roles on Star Trek TNG and Voyager. He was, he was the uh, Vulcan in Lower Decks. Oh, and also the Vulcan who really wanted to get his fuck on in Voyager. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. Could you imagine if your mom was like, "Hey, I got a role for you in the show." I I write. I'll think about you, mother. That's what he said. (laughs) Yes, mother, I'll do it for you. Um, this episode was done so they wouldn't have to do a clip show. Mm -hmm. What? This is uh, the one of the lowest budget episodes of Star of well, uh, TNG ever made. There, there is a specific shot where uh, everybody has left the courtroom later, mm-hmm. and the camera is like an overhead shot of the ambassador just sitting at the desk mm-hmm. that looks yeah. like it is a rip from a TOS episode, yeah, <laughs> like one hundred percent. So I, I understand that. I really like the camera work in this episode. Oh, there's yeah. It's, of, it's very good, yes. There's a lot of, like, uh, up-close, like, shots. Like, uh, there's a lot of facial expressions on display. Like, yeah. And lots uh, of shot Slow zoom-outs. Yes. Slow pan-outs. Yeah. This episode was directed by Jonathan Frakes. Oh, Frake Fuck. me. That's awesome. Jonathan Frakes uh, cut his teeth on these episodes of TNG before he started doing uh, other TV shows. Wow. And movies, and like... First Contact. First Contact, which is uh, one of the more better directed. The better versions? 
What? 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 The betterist. The betterestistist. Good. He doesn't Good. really feature much in this episode. No, because he's no, behind he the camera the whole time. He hasn't learned quite yet how to be on screen and behind camera at the same he time. He goes, objection! That's his line. <laughs> he has like one line. It's objection! He does a, He does some really um, important whispering in one scene. Yes. Oh, yeah, he does do that. I love that scene because it's like yeah. so courtroom. It's like ridiculous. That's like ju- Judge Judy as fuck. Yeah, it is. <laughs> the uh, John Larroquette fun fact of the week on this one is that uh, Jonathan Frakes cites this episode as being the absolute biggest uh, point of experience he ever had directing. It taught him wow. almost everything he knows. Really? Yes. Um, this is also Michael Dorn's one of his favorite episodes. Yeah, he gets to uh, Worf gets like a lot of character development oh, he does. in this episode. And the him getting drawn into the drumhead trial and like getting feverish it. about oh it God. is so I lo- well I love, acted. I love how they like recruit him mm. and you can you can see the like wheels turning in uh, uh Salar what's her name? What's her name? Satie. Satie. Yeah. 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 Ambassador brain. Satie. Oh. God, dude. It's so uh I, this episode for me is hard to watch because of the like just the nature of it is very it's it's like uh it's it's difficult to see something you love dying like america for instance yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like weird that you would bring that up <laughs> yeah it's weird and like picard being like the only like line of defense for this to be until this becomes like a serious out of control problem yeah it's it's difficult and it, like like there's a, a, lot a of- point Actually, it actually like hinges on. I guess this is jumping all over the episode, but it hinges on the fact that she goes crazy in the courtroom. Right. If that didn't happen, who knows right. when the fuck this would stop? Yeah, it's it's disturbing. It's very disturbing. Well, she could. I mean, she could have gone crazy in the courtroom, and if everyone's like, "This is this is like, yeah, how dare he?" Like everyone, like yeah, the, right. Like the crowd could have completely gone along with that, but like Star Trek lives in a utopia where like. If you're a bad person, it's very obvious. Like people right. walk out of the room. And yeah, stuff. people see through that it's shit. It's doubling right? down. I really, really wish we lived in that universe, <laughs> man. Um, but we we start with a Klingon spy. Yeah, yes. which is uh, f- telling, I guess. I mean, there's always gonna be like one to one comparisons with Star Trek, but yep, it's. Um, there's a an investigation going on because there was an explosion in the warp core that almost caused like catastrophic damage to the ship. Yeah, warp core breach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, there was uh, logs made of a uh, Klingon exchange student, I guess. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, he's like he's like a <laughs> he's research, there on summer break. Is a rare Klingon scientist. Yeah, he's a science man. <laughs> yeah, he's uh. He his name is Jadon, and oh. yeah, which is Klingon for Don. <laughs> uh, he he had like searched the logs for information on the warp core right before it ruptured. Right. So mm. it's like pretty easy to figure out what's going on, right? Right. It's open and shut case. Yeah, but they bring um, Jadano. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was good. That was uh, <laughs> but Starfleet Command feels like 
they should send um, like an investigation team in mm. to yeah. help with this investigation, and that includes a retired admiral named Satie, Nora Satie, and um, who her- is played, who is played by none other than Gene Simmons. <laughs> What? <laughs> That's what Gene Simmons looks like without her makeup? That is the name of the actress, uh, actor who plays um, yeah. Nora Satie. Gene, Gene Simmons. Simmons. J-E-A-N Simmons. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. I, I apologize for the mouse clicks, but I need to send you this picture of, it's of fine. this actress. I in, assure you that I will not edit them out. In the no. 1950s. Is she is she attractive? She is, she is a smoke show. A smoke. Oh my god! Holy shit! Yeah, I mean she's pretty yeah. she's pretty attractive in the in the episode too. But like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll Gene p- Simmons. Gene Holy. Simmons. Yeah, man. you guys will have to look that up yourselves at home. There's no way to convey images via like. She looks podcast. like a like a 1950s movie star. Like, yeah. Or a 1940s movie star. She looks incredible. Yep. Uh, yeah. They send her along with her Betazoid assistant named Sabin. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, Haim Sabin Haim Saban. <laughs> And right? at the, at the uh, that's a thing, Saban, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the at the beginning, like Picard has Troy with him, yeah, and that'll become important later when an yes. argument occurs. But uh, she just leaves forever now, like she's not yeah. in the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, yep. she kind of gets like put on the back burner in this episode, which I think is like it's purposeful. Probably the only plot hole, right? Because like, yeah. why wouldn't Picard just be like, what's going on? Like, but it is purposeful, right? Like, if yes. he had, like, a tool to fight back against the other Betazoid's ability to see lies and stuff... Right. It wouldn't... It wouldn't work. The show wouldn't work. Yeah. yeah. That would just uh, sort of destroy the whole point of the episode all too right. fast. Right. Um, <laughs> I have it in my notes that... Um, Michael Dorn hits that other Klingon so hard that the doors and the and the and like the wall of the of the set shakes. Like yeah, yeah, he's strong as fuck. He, like he really hits this guy, like just yeah. like in the chest, and he flies against the wall, and the whole set shakes. And it's fucking yeah, because awesome. he's fucking with him, right? He's yeah. like. He's like, your family's disgraced. He's like, I can, I know some people. I can, if you let me out of here, and I'll, just, I'll see. Yeah, this, this is one of those, this is one of those like feel good moments for the audience. That like release yeah. moment where they build up to it, where I he's continuing, yeah, he's continuously like raising the stakes, being like, yeah, your father had no honor. Like, I can yeah. get you your honor back and everything. And then Worf just like punches him into the set. And yeah. everybody at home is like, yeah, yeah. fuck yeah, fuck that guy, Jadon. <laughs> fuck you, Jadon, more like jizz on. Ooh, yeah, stop, stop computer coding your DNA into the secret messages. This comes yeah. back later in Enterprise. They use this gimmick in Enterprise. Yeah, again. so apparently I mean, the it's Klingons, technology. The Klingons love putting stuff in their blood. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's technology that's been around for over a hundred years, and they didn't think to test anything years. for it. Yeah. and nobody could catch it though. Ah, if only we had some kind of test we could do. Like Worf gets sent to investigate Jadan's like shit, look in his room and everything. He finds his hypo spray. Yep. Jadan has some sort of like. Baltmasaur syndrome. 
Sure, why not? Uh, I don't know what that is, but it's it exists. For his penises. His two penises <laughs> don't get erect anymore, and he needs. To take his them. two penises are always fighting like snake heads, <laughs> so he has to take this syndrome, his injection to cure the syndrome. I can only imagine that's what it is. So <laughs> they get knots like headphone cables, and like, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the worst! How does it even do that? <laughs> Why? And Every it, time. It's just there are more configurations in the universe where they're not adapt than when they're free. Like than when they're free, that's true. That's very <laughs> philosophical. I Damn. like that. That's, that's a M-class podcast. Think about it. Think Whoa. about it. <laughs> Kevin Coles, think about it. <laughs> Doing a little forehead tap right now. Great, now we gotta make another shirt. <laughs> think about it. Think about make, it. make another shirt and not give Kevin any profits from it. Or have we already? <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Just a big oh, photograph of Kevin tapping his forehead. <laughs> Steal his likeness. Don't even give him it. Uh, uh, do that, but it has to be in a two-pack of a Josh shirt that says, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> and it's, uh, one of them has an arrow that says, I'm with, I don't know. And the other one's Think about it. We'll be millionaires! Oh my god, three people would like that. <laughs> That's how I sell my shirts, dude. I just make one that three people will like, and I just make a hundred of them. Nice. Jeff will buy it. Yeah, I'll buy the shirts, and I'll wear both of them. That's fine. Oh yeah, dude. My cousin was wearing the... He listens to the show. His wife does, too. He was wearing the shirted shirt. At, oh, that's fucking uh, awesome. Day. Oh, hell yeah. And I was like, yeah! He's like, how much money do you get for this? I was like, 15 cents! <laughs> yeah, man. You actually yeah. probably got a dollar. A from dollar, it. yeah. I could, I could tip a stripper with that. Shirt. Yeah, sure. You could but strip a tipper. I could strip a tipper. <laughs> the hypo spray has a DNA resequencer in it. Mm-hmm. It it makes amino acids into information that's yeah. a code, right? Which, Which is really fucking smart. Yeah, it like, is smart. It's, it's way smarter than clever. Klingons seem to be most of the time. Yeah, but they're duplicitous. Yeah. I mean, not as a group of people, but like. They can be. I mean, I guess anyone can be. I'm trying not to be Klingon. What a racist. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, how much, like, uh, how many, like, KB uh, an amino acid string is. Yeah. Probably. How many kilobytes? Yeah. It's probably, like, know. half of a Hillary Duff song. <laughs> so Why like, Hillary Duff? Like one, like one megabyte? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's probably like one megabyte. <laughs> like one megabyte? Yeah. The, oh, J- Jadan admits to being a Romulan spy because his ass is grass. They have the evidence. There's no yeah, way around it. Klingons ain't built for spying, man. No. Like, he admits immediately. No. He's like, Klingons are pussy ass bitches now. Yeah, he's like, our, our blood has been watered down by the Federation, which I, I love this part of the episode because mm. it brings in like the triumvirate of the powers in the quadrant. Like, so the Klingons planet was dying, right? They mm. don't have dilithium anymore, so mm-hmm. they ally themselves and make peace with the Federation. Now the power balance is off. Now the Romulans are cornered, right? Yeah. So there's going to be factions like uh, the Durasses who ally themselves with the Romulans, just like this guy, yeah. who, who sees that, like, well, the Romulans can offer me things, so I will just spy for them. Well, the Romulans, and it's a really good world building moment. Yeah. yeah. If the it's Romulan- for the co- Sorry. I was just going to the- say the. <laughs> Wow, this is, Go this ahead. is the worst podcast ever. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. If it's for the cause of to make. Uh, the Klingon Empire great again, then it's yeah. fine. Like, right. 
Maybe That's interesting that you would choose that phrase. <laughs> maybe he did some crimes. Uh, maybe they weren't crimes. Like, did you ever think right. of that? Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's to say what a crime is? Yeah, maybe right? your definition of crime doesn't fit the times anymore. <laughs> maybe, maybe random Klingon scientists can just pardon themselves and do crimes. <laughs> maybe people can just do crimes and be like, it's okay, it's fine. And Whatever, everybody I'm just believes them. Whatever. If you say it with enough conviction, it's true. Yeah, everyone's doing it, guys. We'll see if um, famous Klingon lawyer Rudy Giuliani will figure this out for him. <laughs> <laughs> the Romulans are uh, warlike as well. They're a race that yeah. has a long, bloody history of conflict in a way that the Federation has moved past at that right. point. At least, like in in a Klingon's eyes, the Federation are a bunch of like milk toast tea drinkers. That yeah, we're yeah. a bunch of pussies. Let's yeah. just call it one of them. We're pussies because right? of all that peace we make. Yeah, yeah, they fucking hate peace. They love war. It's weird mm. that they ever allied with us to begin with. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like the Klingons are the Klingons going to Klingon, right? Like that's yeah. what we always say. And eventually, the Klingons, it, the pendulum swings back the other way, and and war becomes like their main focus again, and. And depending on how extended universe you want to go or whatever, like, they really fucking fuck shit up, man. They start to fuck shit up hard. Yeah. But eventually, if again, they kind of come back. And uh, depending on what you want to believe, they join the Federation eventually. So they figure it out. Just takes them a while. That's <laughs> a hopeful just, message. It's so weird for me to think of, like, Klingons ever getting to the point where they would join the Federation and still maintain their, like, warmongering right. attitude. Like, how I, do you do that? They would have to not. They yeah. would have to not, right? Like, you'd have to have some sort of, like, Klingon Jesus show up and be like, we don't do this anymore. Weirdly, you know? weirdly, that's kind of what happens in Warcraft. Like, it, like the orcs in Warcraft are, yeah, like, the orcs. pretty much just Klingons. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they get they get Orc Jesus to set them on the right path. Yeah, yeah. Thrall, Thrall's, Thrall's Thrall. Basically I orc mean, Jesus. you break him out of prison. You go back in time. and You break him out of prison. Yep. Yeah. And then he saves the Orcs. It's the crazy. Sword of K- like Kalis will come back, yes. right? And he'll be Kalis like, "You guys back. are fucking dumb. I didn't mean to be like destroying planets all the time." Yeah, like quit doing that. <laughs> and they'll be like, "This Kalis is a clone too." <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, guys, good news. Kalis fucks now. Kalis fucks. But, uh... Kalis always fucks. Ad- Admiral Satie is like, look, alright, this guy's a Romulan spy. That's all well and good. But he's just a dumb Klingon. How can he do this by himself? He has to yeah, be working with be someone else. This. And Picard is like, maybe. He's like, maybe. Pic- I don't know. Picard, yeah. here's, here's his opinion. Opinion number one of this episode. Uh, Picard drops the ball pretty hard for the first half of this episode. Oh, yeah. Like, pretty fucking hard. And, I mean, he's a character that has flaws and owns up to them, and he definitely does in this episode. Because he's he's definitely one of those people who stand on the sideline and let the Trump happen. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. He's the... Yeah. (laughs) He's definitely the... This couldn't be that bad, right? Yeah, This this isn't gonna go badly. This will be fine. It's the bil- the dog with the fire. This is fine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's the moderate Republican in all of this. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> um, but but like yeah, he's because he's like kind of relying on his logic 
like people are making right. very logical cases at them. They're like, you know, yeah. if there's if there's this, then who's to say there's not more of it? Yeah. Also, this doesn't happen in America. I mean, the Federation. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's a moment in um, the Measure of a Man as mm-hmm. well where Picard realizes when he's talking to Guinan what's really at stake. And yeah. there's a moment in this episode as well where he suddenly yes. starts to realize what's really at stake. He, and this he episode, wakes he up. Says, he says, "This isn't right." Like he says it out loud. Yeah. You, yeah. Like it's very, it's a very, it's a line he will not cross. Like yeah. there's the line in the it's, sand. It's like he's, he's not crossing it. He's waking up to the issue that he didn't yeah. realize was there to begin with, and it's like yeah. it takes him a little while to do that, which is like usually not how Picard is, but. Right. It's the Federation has like this high ideal that he feels like everyone else is living up to as well, which again, right. this doesn't happen in my America, right? And really, he's like the 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 guy, like he is like the 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 Federation like poster child. Right? Oh yeah, like, he's like he's like the the like like what's the word I'm looking for? Like the Ubermensch of the Federation. That's my a really terrible way to put it. <laughs> right. But you the, know what I mean. Like, he's the paragon. He's like the ideal. Yeah, the he's the paragon. He is the yeah. paragon. Yes. Um, <laughs> there's that there's that scene where he's uh, talking with Sati and they're like getting along because things haven't gone to total shit yet, and yeah. um, she's like talking about her father and uh, about how at the uh, at the dinner table, she would uh, her father would make her like debate her brothers, right? And like they would have these big debates, and Picard was like, "I bet you always won," and she's like, "Well, yeah, you know." Um, and that's mm-hmm. like, I I uh, my degree is actually in my my college degree is actually in rhetoric in rhetoric, and like that kind of made like a little exclamation point appear over my head because yeah, the point of the point of like being in an argument like you can't enter an argument without being willing to change your opinion. Right. You mm-hmm. have to be open to the idea that you could be wrong. Rhetoric isn't right. all about winning. It's not your side winning. It's about finding truth and discovering truth through the crucible that is an argument. Uh, yeah, in, like a, like steel. Like forging of the steel. Yeah, And it has to be in good faith on both sides. And I'm like, oh, she participates in really shitty rhetoric and indeed she does almost every single play she makes is from the alt-right playbook she never yes. plays defense she uh does whataboutism she deflects yeah. she changes she's always changing the argument to be what she wants to argue about and not right. what's actually happening and talking well, the talking trial... about the alt-right playbook real quick i wanted to right. point out that this specific scene that you're talking about is straight out of the alt-right playbook because she sits down with him and it's like, you know what? I've never had a partner before, but like, you're so right. smart and you'll yes. definitely see things my way and we'll work great yes. together. It's like buttering him up to get him on his her side. Well, they do that with Worf, too. Yeah. Right? I alluded earlier to them doing that to Worf where they're like, we at first, we didn't think you could handle it because of your father, but... You, we, we like you, and we, and immediately you're sold. You're like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I'm on a team now. What's, right? Also, What's like the, that move specifically was like, we know you're not like your father, who is right. a traitor. So you'll definitely work with us, right? With us, right? and that's a yeah. that's a pickup artist move. That's, yeah, yes, that, it's that's a neg- fucking negged. Yeah, yeah. that's negging. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Hey, your dad's like, your dad's a fucking with you. Your dad's a fucking saboteur, but you're looking pretty good in them pants. Yeah, you know, for a saboteur's uh, son, uh, <laughs> you're pretty good looking. 
And oh Worf's like, God. here's my two dicks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it weird to think during every scene that Worf just has a dick down both pants legs at no, all you times? Can, you can see, like, the intentionality in his eyes. Like, you, Michael Dorn goes into every scene being like, in this scene I have two dicks. <laughs> he knew. <laughs> it's like when you go to the tailor and they ask you which side do you dress, and he's like, both. <laughs> Michael Dorn went up to... Uh, Jonathan Frakes behind the camera and he was like Frakes in this scene how many dicks do I have <laughs> and Jonathan's like seven and he's like I got it <laughs> and then he punches a guy into the set yeah he's like oh shit wait two you have two you have two and dial it back <laughs> okay yeah. sorry when he's told he has seven dicks he punches the guy so hard he leaves like Looney Tunes cut out <laughs> he leaves the perfect clean hole like Kung Pao <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's just, Kung Pao. He's just a hat and feet. <laughs> His beak spins around. Oh, wait. Klingons don't have beaks. His forehead. His forehead <laughs> spins around his head. You know, they can encode, like, secret messages on inert amino acids, but they can't fix their, like, forehead virus problem. No. Dude, it, it gets explained, Kevin. Just watch Enterprise, for like, the love of God. So, Worf gets pulled over to their side in the observation lounge, where they're, they're going through all of Jadan's contacts on the Enterprise, which is apparently not many, because he's a Klingon, and Klingons don't make friends. Yeah, mm. they're not they're not sociable. And this is where, like we were talking about, like, Sabin like, basically just sucks one of Worf's dicks right off. Like, yeah. you're, you're like... <laughs> super great at this and I'm really excited you'll be working with us and like you're the yeah. best there is war it's that bullshit that I've always heard from people uh, in like the industry that we I work in I've worked with people where they're like oh we really they like butter you up and like yeah. they expect you to like fall in line with their with like the next thing that they want you to do is like a bullshit thing and then when you say like no I don't want to do that then they get really mad at you see I, I hear the same kind of thing from um, women who used to be part of Gamergate, where they were yeah. like, they're like, you're, you're like one of the cool ones. Like, you're like, you're not. Well, this is like a corporate thing. Like, this is corporatism. Yeah. Like, that's what this oh, is, yeah. right? You get that, like, in any job, really. Like, when I had yeah. an office job, if somebody wanted something from me, they would start it out by, like, kissing my ass immediately. Yeah. It's corporatism. I mean, and that's like, you know, corporatism is tied in with uh, like Nazism, <laughs> it's like yeah. Nazism's like a corporation, right? Mm-hmm. Like they run that same way. It's like you're gonna do what I say. Well, look, it's guys, not, it's not a. If you run this country like a corporation, then it will turn out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Tariff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, this is like this is legit my favorite episode of Star Trek. Like oh, for this, sure. Yeah. This beats out the the pale moonlight for me. Narrowly, but that's it does. tough for me. Yeah. I, 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 I can see that though. I think, I think, I'm looking at this episode through the lens of now, yeah, 2018 America, and I would say like ab- absolutely that this episode means more to me right now because like, oh yeah, we're living through this like every single day, mm. and not just that, but like, like the court of public opinion shit too. Yeah, right. Well, like, um, it's it's uh, everything to everything right happening right now is a stupider version of something that happened before it. Like, yes, this was looking back at like McCarthyism and right. and t- and talking about that. Right. And now we're in like 
decentralized McCarthyism. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter McCarthyism. Twitter McCarthyism. I would call it. Yeah, it's like it's straight up kangaroo court is in session every yes. fucking day now, right? Yes. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's crucifying somebody for something, right? It, like it's, you could it's just like, have it's being used as a weapon now. Yeah. Like I mean, it's it, weaponized. Yeah, it's definitely weaponized. I mean, like the people who it was supposed to be used against in order to like you know work together to get somebody out of a position where they can do real harm or like using it right. to just get rid of their own detractors now. Like whoever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, uh, there is a. Um, there, there's another thing I noticed, and that's Sidi's. Uh, Sidi um, has like. Uh, an accessory on her neck that is a noose. Like she does. Wearing, yes, she's she like does. wearing like. Oh, that's so good. It's oh my god. So good. I never thought of. Oh my god, that's incredible. It's it's Yo. really on the nose, but you don't really notice unless yeah. you like. Noose. It just sort of like the noose. It's on the noose. That's a nose with one extra O. I, I uh, didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't recognize that. I didn't realize that until. Um, this this like time watching it, I was just yeah. like, oh my god! There's a giant gold sparkly noose hanging from this woman's neck. It's crazy, like, dude. So, it's so good. So um, why don't we take a quick break and yes. we'll be back yeah. and continue further in this episode. Let's do this thing. All right, hope you tougher than you look. They roll hard, we roll harder. Mountain Dew Code Red. Live. And we're back with some more delicious, nutritious M-Class podcast. God, that commercial was so great. Mm. Buy that product. <laughs> here's here's a quick question for Josh before we yeah. get into this. If uh, a company offered us money to put their real commercials in place on this podcast, would you take it? Hell Yeah. Fuck yeah. Look forward to that, everybody. Hell yeah, I would do that. Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, I'm Fuck ready to sell out. I, gotta edit. I just gotta edit it in? Fuck yeah, dude. I am ready to fucking sell out. I am. Do you know, like, I just, like, basically just, like, uh, like close my eyes and point at the file, like, the commercial files I have, and I'm like, I'll put this one in. That's all I do. You let the spirit move through you. Unless it's, like, unless I can find, like, a trailer. I like to put in, like, the trailer for the, like, the, uh... The syndication trailer for the show yeah. that we watch. I'll nice. do that. Which is great. I fucking love yeah. that. I've never They're listened so to an episode of this podcast, but I love that. <laughs> every uh, every time I make a game, I joke about having a Mountain Dew Code Red sponsorship. Like, oh, <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> like, putting some Code Red in the game somewhere. And I would absolutely do that. I like. I would, I, too. It wouldn't even, it wouldn't even like, like um, it wouldn't counter my artistic, like, side or anything. Yeah, I don't care. It's a commercial. I'm it's ready to sell out. Look, if Mountain Dew Code Red wants me to, like shill their disgusting swill then I'll fucking do it in a heartbeat I think you just made their commercial for it (laughs) it's just a Shirley Temple in a bottle like what's wrong with that it's Shirley Temple in a bottle it's exactly what it is in a plastic bottle yeah so when we last left our heroes uh, Admiral Satie the real hero of the story Mm. had had started her inquiries into like all the people who knew Jadan and uh She's like a real fucking asshole to all of them, especially my waifu. 
Dr. Crusher. Oh, yeah. Crusher's really uncomfortable in this whole episode. Yeah. She's yep. like, I don't like any of this. I don't like what's going on. But really, uh, a deer in headlights comes up on the stage and takes a seat. His name is Simon Tarsus. Oh, my yeah. God. The performance and by this kid is so fucking good. It really it's, is. It's troubling. Like, I'm always like, oh, God. I feel like I remember when I watched this when I was a kid, and I was like, leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel so fucking bad for this kid. Yeah. The way he stutters some of his lines, like the way he flubs like what he's saying, it's just it's perfect. Like it doesn't uh, help or I mean it does help that his so Simon Tarsus, like at this point in the show, is revealed that he has a paternal Vulcan grandfather. Yeah. So his ears are a kind of Vulcan, but they're kind of Dumbo ish. Like they're not yeah. They're not Vulcan like how Vulcan ears are like 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 yeah, uh, they're elf like, ears. They're rounded at the yeah, top, but more, they do come to a bit of a point. He looks more like a child. It makes him look more childlike. Yeah, which like all like crushes me. He also he looks so, terrified at all yes. times, and it's like he really does look like a baby deer. Yes. Yeah. Had he appeared on the show before? No. No. Okay. This is his only episode and also his only period of time in Starfleet for the rest of his yeah. life. I, I he asked gets this drummed out of the service. <laughs> I asked this because there are a lot of references to older episodes. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. especially when Picard gets put on trial, but that's like wait. I, I will say wait. that in the extended universe of Star Trek, Simon Tarsus goes back to the Academy with Picard's blessing and becomes uh, an actual officer. Oh, Oh, because he talks to him about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I didn't want to wait in classrooms for four years. I wanted to go out in space. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy is like Starfleet. Like, this dude Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it crushes you, this episode. Because, like, Savin's, like, he's scared about something. He's hiding something. He's hiding something, And it's just a gut feeling. Like, regardless of what Betazoids have when it comes to, like, mental abilities or whatever, it all comes down to just being a gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, he could, he could, and, and Picard is like, of course he's afraid. Like, this is crazy. Like, he's not saying it's crazy yet, but he's like, this is, this is a terrifying thing. He's on trial for, yeah. like, he's being asked questions. And like Picard's like, look, they're all like, we're going to follow Simon Tarsus's movements around the ship. We're going to, like, follow him and find out yeah. what he's doing and everything. And Picard's right. like, no, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, do you want, like, if there's another, if there's a saboteur on board, do you want to be responsible for the next sabotage? Like, oh, yeah. dude, that's that like fucking like right familiar. at the heart of things. That's like a stab to the heart of the entire are issue. Let, are you going to let the Muslims in America? What if there's another thing that happens? Yeah. That, that's what this, it's like, that's is it more is. important to you to stop fictional murders that don't have, that haven't happened yet or fictional straw sabotage straw man that hasn't happened right. yet? Or is it it's more a, important to you to treat human beings with respect and understanding? Right. What's the choice you want to make? Right. That, that's a straw man argument, and it's also uh, called action bias. Humans yes. perceive uh, uh, doing something as is more al- important. Yeah, yes. it's always better than doing nothing. You're like, at least I did something. Even this if is that- this is a thing that happens again in corporatism, like. Mm. Like corporate America is like they find pro. I call it the problem economy. Like yes. mm-hmm. everyone's job is to fix problems that may or may not be there. Most of the time, they're not there. Yeah. So you find a problem. You create fix. your own problems yeah. to fix, yes. and that's exactly what uh, yes. Admiral Satie is doing. She's creating the problem of Simon Tarsus. Right. Right. I, I um. Uh, so I worked at a web design company uh, when I got out of college, and that's where I learned programming. Yeah. Uh-huh. And. Every um, every week, 
we would have a meeting uh, where people had to bring at least three ideas on how to make the company better. Yeah, every uh, week you come up with three ideas. Like, eventually there's you're running a perfect company. Like, there's no more yeah. ideas, dude. Oh, my God. The the ideas had to be uh, achievable below $40, I think, was the... It was okay. like, let's organize our pen closet. Like <laughs> Right. Like, uh, like, small tasks. And, like, if you didn't come up with an idea, you had to wear the chicken hat at the meeting. Oh, my God. I would have wore the chicken hat all the time. I'd be like, I fucking love chickens. It's like the fucking company's corporatism is, like, the perpetual motion machine. Every part in the machine. There's no entropy. Yeah, every part in the machine has to keep running the hamster wheel to keep the machine running. Right. But things break. If you stop running on the hamster wheel, it doesn't change anything else about the cage you're in or anything. Right. But just, right. (laughs) But they want to keep that perpetual motion going. Like, if I worked at uh, at a marketing department at at like a wire sales company. Like, it wasn't anything big, but like, if I sat there for 30 seconds without moving my mouse or standing up or doing anything, my boss would turn around in her desk and be like, What are you doing right now? I timed it. I timed it one day. I got to 30 seconds. It happened four or five times. I timed it, and I got to 30 seconds every time. That's oh great God. that you're just like sitting there, like, yeah. timing this. I love that because at at that point, like I needed to do something to prove I wasn't crazy, right? Yeah, right. That's your job for the day. It's like, yeah, am I crazy? Shit. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah, like I mean, I've been in meetings where people have just nitpicked stuff that we've done. And they they don't even know what they're talking about necessarily, but they their job they have is to, have to that find input. things. Yeah, they and have to like, touch it. Like if they don't put their hand on it, then they haven't done their job. Right. And then they have to face their balls turning around and being like, "What are right. you doing right now?" It's fucking unbelievable. This yeah. is like a whole other podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it fits. It fits in. Like this is about not giving you know your employees time to think about their situation. Picard isn't right. given time or space to think about any of this. He's right. just in it, and he thinks like we can't. He's every time he like tries to get like you know deeper into the idea of what's going on, what's really going on here. He's hit. He's he gets another punch in the face. Right, it's the tr- it's the Trump shit. It's every yeah. day there's a new problem. There's that perpetual motion in the opposite direction. Right, he's yeah. creating a like a problem, or like the problems he's created by living yeah. his life the way he does, like yeah. are finally catching up to him, and we're seeing like the the car accident, and we're seeing like the slow motion crash test dummy video of it, and that's that's our lives now every day. And uh, yeah, that's our real life, and it ties right into this episode where Admiral Satie is creating her own perpetual motion machine. Yeah. Like in her in her mind, she's like she's like the um, the Inquisition that's like it's burning Inquisition her trial. trial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, she, her entire idea is that she's going to sweep in and she's going to burn away the saboteur, the saboteurs, the spies, everyone who mm-hmm. doesn't fit into her view of the Federation. Right. Because the objective is not to find truth; the objective is to win. Like, yeah. To win. Yes. And Simon Tarsus is Simon Tarsus is kindling for mm, her fire. Right. She doesn't and, care about this guy, and she doesn't care about his circumstances. She only cares about being right. Kevin is I run correct. A, I run into this problem like on a personal level a lot where yeah. a lot of people want to do things and they believe the action bias, right? Yep. And like I 
I am like a layman Buddhist where finding truth is oftentimes do nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, not do nothing, but sit and think, at, at least like sit for with it for a while. And that's yeah. the thing I say. And it infuriates some people. Like they, they can't, they're trained to not do that. Yeah. And the, like, I don't know. There's like that thing from Avatar The Last Airbender where there's positive chi when you're attacking, negative chi when you're defending, and neutral right. chi when you do nothing. Right. Like, it's these are these are all valid tactics and like Picard keeps trying to def- either defend or do nothing because he needs time and right. uh, uh, Sati is just like attack 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 attack. <laughs> it's the it's the Scientology shit like yeah. and and also the alt right shit that they've learned to do mm. is the just constantly keep attacking yeah. somebody attack and, and deflect. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And if um, if if you get def- if your attack gets deflected, you just attack again on a completely right. different subject. Like right. it's scary. If like it's terrifying in it's a different terrifying. in a different setting, like like Kevin said earlier, like a setting that's not utopian where people haven't evolved beyond it, there wouldn't have been a scene where everyone like sees how insane this person is and that their real goal is to like obliterate like the freedoms, the freedoms of the Federation. Yeah. Well, yeah. I always think about the scene from the pilot episode with that that kangaroo court uh, with Q, mm-hmm. where it's like those are the survivors of the Third World War, and they're just they'll do anything just to be in a, in a house, you know, like, and mm. it, it all comes down to fear, like you're controlling with fear, and 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 Picard brings up like the road to paranoia is much shorter than we think, mm-hmm. like it's so easy to make people paranoid, like like nothing even happened, like. Like, the ship didn't blow up. Like, that's the real, like, nothing happened. Like, it and was we, fine. We learned it was like a, whoop, like, it was just a whoopsie. Like, it was, it <laughs> yeah. was a, it was, it was yeah. a, a mechanical failure. It just failed. It like, was a neutron like, failure on an undetectable yeah. defect. And it yeah, happened right. because they switched it out without testing it at the Starbase. Like, the crew right. that came in and did it. It yeah. was, like, just a, an accident. And it's just yeah. that circumstances were coincidental. And right? it's like, and, and it's no crazy. one died. Yeah, no one died. And Nobody it, died. It's yeah. crazy that like Admiral Satie and like the all right today can take just a, like anything and turn it to their cause. Like, what is it that they're always saying that like the racism in America is from like economic something anxiety? Yeah, economic anxiety. But nothing yeah. that's ever Excuse happened me. since Trump started running for president or now that he is president has anything to do with that. Yeah, right. It's you use that little nugget of fear and you grow it and it doesn't matter if you do anything. The ends justify the means. That's, that's why, yeah. right? Like, the ends justify the means, to, but like the means aren't leading to the ends. It doesn't matter because well, you there is say no it ends. is. That's, like you said, like it's a perpetual, there is no end. Yeah. The yeah. end is, is ultimate power. What are you like? Emperor Palpatine? Like what, what's going to happen? Like you're, you're going to be in control of like a kangaroo court, like Satie, but like, she's old, like she'll die eventually. Well, then Sat- what? Satie's a zealot. Like her, yeah. I, her ideal isn't to become like queen of the Federation or whatever. Right, her ideal right. is to punish and burn away everyone that's in the Federation that she doesn't agree with. Yeah. yeah the, the second assistant, her, her smug face pisses me off. The, oh yeah. That was a good casting. Up. Yeah. Was a good cast. She's like a, some alien. I don't know what she is. And yeah. like, she comes up and gives Picard the order that he has to go on trial now. And, like... He gets served. God, I just want to <laughs> fucking punch her in her stupid fucking face. Like, because it's, like, it's I can, it's such good acting that, like, mm. that's what... 
she's demonstrating to me like what people feel on the inside when they feel they're right. Yeah, you know? yes, a hundred percent. It like great acting, but it really pisses you off. Yeah. I, th- I think it's uh, one of my favorite scenes is Picard gets dragged through the mud so much in this episode yeah. that he has to like shout, let me remind you this man is innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Like, he's like, he has to resort to such like baseline. This is how the it's, law actually works. This is what people are guaranteed under yeah, the constitution. Seventh, the sev- it's not the fifth amendment. It's the seventh. Um, I wrote it down. It's the seventh. Uh, guarantee. Seventh guarantee. guarantee is and like the Fifth Amendment. You don't have to incriminate yourself. It's like we learned that the explosion is caused by a failure, a defect in the hatch. So yeah. the inquiry should be over. It should be done. Right. But Satie is still like, look, that doesn't prove that there's not a saboteur. A conspiracy. That there isn't a conspiracy. But to, like, yeah. It, it, it and does. she uses the. <laughs> it, it, no, absolutely. But she uses the, like, well, how could he get on the ship? And, and Picard's like, I admit, it would be difficult, but it's not impossible. Like, yeah. But you, you can't prove a negative. Like, you can't. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. You can't prove that there isn't a unicorn on the moon right now. It's so, right. Like exactly. So they, like, they launch another inquiry, which is like, number one, the first inquiry was like informal it was like you don't get like reprimand right. for an informal inquiry right, it's, it's a, just it's trying like to find information debriefing it's like a debriefing right and but they do like a completely open inquiry like a real trial inquiry inquiry yeah. where like they open it to the public it's like a kangaroo court oj simpson has fucked yeah it's crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and picard's like well, why did you open it to the public? And she gives, like, the standard totalitarian-style answer that, like... Yeah, if he's would, innocent, then he has nothing to hide. Like, yep. Right. Like, I if you shine that. the That's light on a spy, then they go go crawling away to the darkness and show themselves or whatever. Right. Which is, like, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. If you shine a light on a deer, then they get hit by a car. <laughs> then they die. And also, you can die, because deers can kill yeah. you that way. And that's sure. what happens to Simon Tarsus. He gets oh, caught in the God. headlights and gets hit by the car that is this fucking inquiry. And it's fucking crazy. And the and the way they get him to, like, basically, more or less, admit his lie in that court is by telling a lie. They yeah. lie, yeah. They straight up lie, which should make the entire case, like, null and void. Yeah, if it was like a jury, like the judge would be like, "You, the jury did not. We'll disregard that. That's not. Yeah, that's not. That's that. not true. Yeah. Like right. honestly, you'd probably be disbarred for telling a flat out lie without any sort of cushioning around. Without it. yeah, without like any sort of hypothetical, right? Yeah, You're supposed to say hypothetically. And right? like, like the the big like revelation is that they found out that Simon Tarsus's uh, grandfather was not a Vulcan, but a Romulan. A Romulan. And so this case actually becomes, like, about... Out of control. Race, as well. Out of control. Like, at that point, it's like a brush fire. It's just yeah. out of control. Yeah. And What's crazy is that if it wasn't Simon Tarsus, if it was, like, Jane Smith the human from uh, Wisconsin, they would have found something else. It would have been something else. Well, five generations ago, so-and-so, uh, your grandfather was when the eugenics wars. You know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. would be some kind of thing. It, it wouldn't matter. They would, have fa- the they would have found at some point throughout history that one of your ancestors did something horrible. Right. Yeah. And You're, you're related to Hitler. Like, whatever. Whatever they would, fu- you know, whatever it would be. Somebody has to be. <laughs> could, uh, could be you. I don't know. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think directly, because I don't think yeah. they ever... 
Well, no, no you're not like a direct descendant because uh, he was probably gay. I mean, we're all like 71st cousins with each other. Yeah. I'm 69th cousins with don't, you. Don't put, don't put Hitler on the gays. <laughs> Hitler's our problem. Let's just don't like put Hitler on the gays. <laughs> Hitler's Hitler was everyone's problem, guys. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah. the human problem in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, but like Tarsus is he he invokes the seventh guarantee. He's like I can't yeah. like that yeah. will. You incriminate me. me. I can't incriminate yeah. myself, and that's like the trump card that they were waiting for. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> Actually, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's true. Like, and that's and that's like again the total totalitarian move to be like, well, I mean, like, I mean, Trump did it. Like they did it when they were when they were talking about Hillary. They were like, well, if there's nothing to hide, like, yeah, the F, you know, and it's the same fucking shit over and over again. And it's like at some point society needs to move past this bullshit and go mm. back to like a second enlightenment age where we're like truth exists there yes. is facts and oh truth i like, miss that i really do miss the fuck that are we getting back to that because i feel like i'm going crazy right now with all the people just believe whatever the fuck they want and it's like that's not how it works <laughs> You can't it's, do that. It really like blows my mind, right? There was a two period years, of time. Man. There was a period. Hopefully, two more years. Yeah, there, come there on, was blue a blue wave. There was a period of time where, like, if you turned on, like, I don't know, I, Fox News has always been fucking full of shit. But there was at least yep. a period, a period of time where, like, the same news stories were being right. covered on every news station. Right. But now, like, if you turn on, like, CBS, there'll be like a whole fucking out like seven hour thing about how trump's closest cabinet members are now like being fucking harangued in court where they should be right and then you turn to fox news and it's like is hillary molesting children at a pizza store well we learned (laughs) dude we learned the wrong lessons from the internet like Mm -hmm. the baby boomers learned the wrong lessons from the internet where they were like well there's all these articles about people eating avocado toast so why can't we just make up a bunch of shit yeah, about the president. You make up <laughs> you know? whatever the fuck you want, and it's like that's like totalitarian message number one that fucking Satie yeah. does to uh, to a, a Satie. Oh my god! Is that oh she? Oh my god! <laughs> wow! Is that she? Uh, like completely shit. changes the narrative, yeah. and completely ignores anything that doesn't fit the narrative, and she right. turns people against anything that doesn't appeal to the narrative. Right, I like I like how he they talk about the drumhead, like the what the, like the meaning of it, like where it came came from, and that's because like this is more like a military style court, like yeah. this isn't a criminal court where like a defendant has rights and there's a jury, like this is this is a court of public opinion mixed with the court of a a, a former admiral who's a military officer handing out punishments because they are, they want to they want to feel powerful and they want to yeah. they want to f- just do basically whatever they want. So, and so, T, so T says, I have no friends, but I have a purpose. Yeah. Like, yeah. That tells you it, everything you need to know about her right there. Yeah. That, uh, that reminds me of um, uh, an- another of my favorite Twitter posts that I keep in my heart, which is uh, somebody like found, like, th- th- it was like, take any given like troll on Twitter and follow them to their Instagram account and try and find one picture of them with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. It's That's tough, true. Right? <laughs> They don't have friends anymore. It's, Nobody wants to hang out with them. This whole episode. Like, no, go ahead. Sorry. 
I feel like a lot of people don't have friends, though. Like, I feel like that's a big problem with millennials is that we don't have regular people that we hang out with at a well, place we're, together. Well, we're poor, so yeah. that doesn't yeah. help. Uh, also, um, we like the inside. That's where the safe stuff is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Why would you want to go outside? What's what's out there? Just more people that are like voting for Donald Trump and shit. It's, it's horrible. It's fucking horrible. Oh, I'm not I'm not saying meeting people is wonderful. That is not what I'm saying. I think we had this discussion the other day, Kevin. You and I on the other podcast about you going to a party. Oh my god, yeah. And I was like, fuck those people. And everyone else was like, no, no, no. And I was like, no, fuck those people. And you were right. Fuck those people. <laughs> Damn right I was right. Uh, Tune but, in to hey. other podcasts to hear the story. Hey. I don't have friends, guys, but I'm but I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tea. <laughs> That's the entire thing about this episode is like it's one of my favorite phrases that I have no idea if I coined or not, but I've been saying it for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, people would rather be right than correct. Yes. <sighs> yes. There's no the, look. There's there's doing the right thing too, which I think like also matters. Still, I mean, it's still like you still have to like like talk about action bias. Like if you do the right thing, uh, you know that is like a ripple effect through the cert- like the other uh, circumstances that are happening around you. Like it'll have an effect on other people. People will see like Worf. Like Worf sees how he was wrong. Because Worf gets sucked into all this, and he's ready to be an inquisitor. Like, knight me, Prince of Spain. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go burn these fucking people at the stake. And, like, he sees that uh, when Satie is attacking Picard, how it's gotten out of control. Because Picard is, like, not only his, like, officer that I think Worf respects the most out of anyone, but, Mm. like... What does Picard do that's wrong? Like, nothing. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, like, later in the episode... Sorry, we get we get like ahead. a very important scene. I just wanted to talk about that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, where serve it up. Picard has Simon Tarsus come to his office. Yeah, and uh, he like has a one-on-one conversation. And we learn about who Simon Tarsus is and why he lied on his application. Mm-hmm. He lied because he thought that there was no way that he would ever be able to be in Starfleet if it was found out his grandfather was a Well, Roman. what if, like, I, I'm pretty sure that Starfleet wouldn't have a problem with it, but from, like, a per- interpersonal perspective, like, he probably couldn't. Oh, yeah, like, that would make his would life so like a living harder. hell. It would be horrible. Hmm. There's, um, there, there's a, a precedent recently set in Massachusetts that, um, uh, people of color may have reason to run away from the police and shouldn't be prosecuted for doing so. Right. And uh, I, I feel like that kind of ties into like, if, if you're aware that there is like a, a, a rate, like a racial attitude among an organization, like, right. You're going to you, avoid it. You may have a reason to lie. If you think that there is a problem with the system. Yes. And yeah. I think that's an important consideration, and it, it's, uh, you know, I know Star Trek can't think of it, 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 everything, but, like, right. it is it is a little worrying that, like, that's not really considered in this episode. Like, basically, Tars is like, I did bad, I'm going to go, uh, you know, atone for that. Yeah, it's like, it's sadly like a catch-all. Like, Tarsus mm-hmm. is like, well, I lied on my application, and that means I get drummed out. And there's yeah, there's no right. ifs, ands, or buts. And thankfully, in the uh, extended universe, there are ifs, ands, and buts. 
I would mm. say that's a creative decision. I think somebody's life had to be ruined, right? And it couldn't yeah. be a member of the crew that's on the show every week. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to pick a scape. They had to pick us a, a lamb to slaughter, right? And it was yeah. Tarsus in this episode. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that's a blind spot either. No, no, yeah, I know yeah. what you're saying. But, but like, yeah, it's it, it, it. He is the he is the sacrificial lamb. Like he is right. the price. He's the yeah. price we had to pay. He's he's like our stumbling block that le- like leads us to the correct path. Yeah. yeah, and I feel so unbelievably bad for him because you learn. He looks like a like a baby deer in yeah. headlights during his trial part, but like when you actually get to talk to him, you're like, man, this like Josh like a real said, person. Yeah. this guy is Starfleet. He's the ideals that Starfleet is right. like is trying to ascribe to. Starfleet would be better because this guy was in it. Yeah, and but that's that's the that's the self harm nature of of authoritarianism is the people who suffer the most are the people who you're trying to help question mark. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when, cause you're really not, it's, it's a, it's a selfish pursuit of power and well, it's, it's Yertle the turtle, right? Like, yeah, people at the yeah. bottom are going to get trampled first. So man, <laughs> it's so depressing. It's yeah. so depressing. And this it's only depressing episode. because, yeah, it's it's only depressing like watching this now. And I noticed I was doing it like cuz I've been watching TNG at night before I go to sleep and while I'm asleep. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I noticed that I would skip this one. And I love this episode, but it is very difficult for me personally to live in a make-believe world that I love where something in the real world is happening every day to me. Like yeah. I wake up every day and I see my country injustice. falling apart. Yeah. And injustice toward toward uh black people, brown people, women, fucking gay people. It, it's 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 crazy. And yeah. like and it seems like insurmountable. And yeah. it is surmountable, but it's like it's made to seem insurmountable so we don't try to surmount right. it. The game's rigged, right? And so like this episode is hard to watch because it feels like insurmountable. Even at the end, like when it's stopped, like her crusade is stopped, there's still been a victim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's still no way to fix that. Right, it's a car accident. Like somebody you can't reverse time, right? Like somebody right. got fucked up. <laughs> Well, like even if you even if you logic at like people on the alt right or people who are like quote unquote moderates but are like still towing the line. Oh, don't logic at them. They'll get yeah, mad. Don't yeah. never never logic at them. Like it's it's up in the air. Like well, how, like how does Picard really win? He goes on the attack. Like right. he he quotes relevant scripture, but right. in in reality, like that this person might not like care <laughs> yeah you can right. you can shoot facts at people all you want like people don't care about facts anymore i think what what works best in the episode though is that like he uses her like beloved almost deified father against her and that yeah. sets her off you know, mm-hmm. on like a rage fit right I'm not sure if weaponized daddy issues is the solution to our current political climate though i don't know no. have you heard about trump's dad have you heard about his mom? It might be his mom. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, but like, time will tell. We're dating ourselves already. Yeah. We'll see. Picard um, confronts Admiral Satie, and he's like, "Look, this has to stop. I'm mm-hmm. I'm in charge of the ship. I'm in charge of this yeah. investigation. You were brought in, and on like a consulting 
level, and I'm in charge, yeah. so it's over. I'm, right. I'm going to contact Starfleet Command if it's necessary. And she's like, well, actually, I've been talking to him the whole time, bitch. <laughs> and she's and they're fully on my side. As a matter of fact, I'm sending the head of Starfleet Security, an admiral, yeah. is going to come, and he's going to be at a witness to every trial that goes on from now on. And there's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not going to end soon, which is, like, so horrifying. It's like, oh, my fucking God. The yeah. witch hunt continues. Like, it's in full swing at this point. Yeah, it's it's a it's a literal witch hunt. I know witch hunt has been reversed to mean... Uh, the opposite of a witch hunt? Yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. But this is a real witch hunt. But, like, yes. because Picard has been trying to stop the trial, Sati, like, calls him for questioning. And yeah. it, they keep calling it questioning or, like, an inquiry, but it's a trial. You're being put yeah. on trial. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a, it, it's it's an interrogation is really yes. what it is. It's a, a public, public interrogation. interrogation. Yes. And, like, at the public interrogation, Picard, like, he, he begs almost straight up, like, this is destroying the very fabric of what the Federation is meant to stand for. Yeah. It and has to like, stop. And she's like, "Do you believe in the in the prime directive, right?" And he's like, "Of course." And she's like, "Well, you broke the prime directive nine times." And it's like, "What does that have to do with it?" Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? It's just, Dude, at this point, the admiral this of, of I don't know his name, admiral whatever the hell, Thomas he, like, Henry. Should, Thomas Henry should have been like, "All right, let's move on to another yeah. topic," or he should have been like, "What's like, what are we doing?" You Instead, know I mean? he's just like holding in a fart as hard as he can. He walks out of that room like he just pooped his pants. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe, like, maybe he did. And maybe <laughs> when she started screaming, he was like, "Oh no, I gotta let the poop go." Um, this is also the part where we get the famous uh, Picard facepalm image. Yeah, yeah. The, the gif, the gif, yep. the meme. Yeah, it's there. Yep. And like. The only bit of evidence that she even slightly could use in any way, shape, or form is the whole, like, T'Pel turning out to be a Romulan spy. Yeah. And so she starts, like, beating into that. And, like, Worf has had enough at this point. Yeah, yeah Worf's like, over it. how dare the, you talk to my dad this way, right? Yeah, my new dad. <laughs> yeah. The, low, the lowest blow is, like... You still a Borg, Picard? You miss your Borg mom? You want to yeah, go back to the man. Borg? Yeah. <laughs> Remember how many dudes you killed? You killed 11,000 dudes. It was like triple nine eleven. <laughs> yeah. And fucking, like, Worf was ready to go, like, beat up an old lady, I guess. And yeah. Picard was like, Worf. And I, well, I absolutely the, love... What's his name? The, the Betazoid guy is an idiot, first of all. And he yes. fucking says some stupid-ass shit to a Klingon that, he, that you don't say to Klingons. And... Worf is ready to kill him. Yeah. And Picard's like, yo, don't do that. You know what I mean? I, I just like, love but, that, though. That, like, Picard yeah. commands so much respect from Worf. Like, Worf respects this man so much yeah. that even his Klingon rage can be quelled just by Picard, you know, requesting it. Yeah. Mm. That's like a deep bond. Yeah, it's a real, like, a real leader does that, right? Yeah. And um, the the last... Uh, the last line that uh, Sati says is, I have nothing more to say. Yeah. And that's also what fucking Mike Pompeo said when he was, like, brought before Congress for that questioning. Yeah. yeah. Like, the are the president's uh, tweets uh, policy? And they're just like, well, is it or isn't it? And he's like, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And, like, they're just picking him apart, like, try, like, 
trying right. to get him to admit one way or the other. Like yeah, either it's a yes or no answer, and he just refused. Yeah, they're, they're like either they are policy, and your policy is all over the place, and and you, and you admit that like what the president says matters, and that he shouldn't be tweeting this shit out. Right. Or you're saying that your boss is wrong. And right. sometimes he just says shit and we should ignore it. And that's not what you should be saying of the president of the United States. Yeah. yeah. And it's, he's like caught in this, in, in, in this trap of like, you know, he can't just say he's an idiot and I hate being here and I want to go home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone would have blamed him though. No. I think everyone would be like, yeah, okay. It's like eight hours of questioning. I get it. Yeah. And, and I miss his, my Borg mom. It's legit. Like Picard's line Picard. I have nothing more to say. I, I just yeah. love it when Picard's like, he's like listening to all this and he's like, he just starts like very slowly, talk, like solemnly speaking, like at a very low tone. Yes. And everybody in the place is like, what is he quoting? Is he quoting something? And he's like, yeah, it's your daddy. Dad, dad, dad. And she goes, no, my daddy was the best man. Yeah, she flips and out. Gene Simmons. Dr. Love, the demon, the god of thunder, Reginald Van Helsing himself, <laughs> is crying big wet baby tears. Yeah. Like she loses her fucking shit. Like she's just straight up like, I'm brought down bigger men than you. That's that's like the line. Like that's like such a fucking. Hmm. God, that's one of those lines in this show that sounds like a line from history. Yeah. Like, like with the first link, the chain is formed. Dude. And Admiral Henry oh, gets up with his poopy pants and he leaves <laughs> and everybody's like all right the trial's over i think i think it's interesting kevin what you said like picard's last line is i have nothing more to say and uh, then the admiral walks out Satiz. saying nothing that's actually Satie's last line yeah oh it's Satie's. sorry once, Satie's once everyone is left sorry. yeah i have nothing more to say yeah I, I feel like that's like the 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 crux of the idea is like sometimes inaction is necessary right yes. like yeah inaction means more than action a lot more than we think again the action but i'm like fascinated by this now like you really got me like thinking about this shit because like i i i don't know like well this he doesn't is... say he doesn't say anything he just walks out that's yeah. it everyone knows everyone knows what that means well i mean it's <laughs> and, like and it, his power is also what adds right. to that like if someone mm-hmm. else just got up and wordlessly walked out nothing would change yeah, that's true. It's, yeah. it's either all together or it has to be someone in the right. seat of power. It's either change. I'm Spartacus or as somebody, uh, yeah. In in an episode entirely about words, rhetoric, debate, the most important thing someone does is leave the conversation. Yeah. Like, it completely is... de- she completely delegitimizes herself, but if Admiral mm. Henry would have been like, yeah, you right. piece of fucking Romulan shit... Or if he yeah. even would have just continued sitting there and let the trial go on, it yeah, would have been a completely like different scene. Elections matter, and people should vote for people who aren't crazy. Yeah, it's it, you should definitely um, actually fucking vote. Like people Please talk vote. about voting, but they don't. So you should yeah. actually fucking do it. Also, Please Facebook vote. is probably not around anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so man. people aren't think... being brainwashed by the Russians anymore. What, so. what do you think caused the uh, Earth apocalypse or whatever? Like, what do you think caused the bad times? For real. <laughs> the eugenics war was fucking Mark Zuckerberg, baby. Yep. Facebook. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it's like Admiral Henry gets up and he leaves. And that completely delegitimizes her entire argument. There's no her more trial any longer. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And I Thank think God. what I'm saying is, if you're in a seat of power, like perhaps uh, as a senator, uh, you shouldn't just strongly condemn things that a fanatic yeah. in the highest echelons of our public office is doing. You should actually fucking do something about it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, like, Paul Ryan's leaving, but he should absolutely shit-talk the president <laughs> to, make, <laughs> to make, like, one good thing happen about Paul, him being Paul a, Ryan a is just leaving to go home to his wife, Satan. Like... <laughs> That's who's married to Satan. <laughs> That's what it says at the end of the movie. Paul Ryan left. <laughs> it's a fucking like uh, uh, end of the fucking uh, Animal House. Yeah. yeah. Paul Ryan returned to hell to his beautiful wife Satan, Satan, where he spawned from. Oh my god, I love it. Oh my god. I know you Holy listen to this, shit. Paul Ryan. Suck my dick. I know you're a big Star Trek fan, Paul Ryan. No, you're not. What are we saying? No, There's god. no way. That guy I don't know. There are a lot of people. Like there was some fucking idiot brain-dead piece of shit leaving comments on our YouTube before <laughs> about how we were, like, SJWs and shit. Yeah. You're welcome. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want, like, you know... I want to live in a better world, so, like, I'm willing to, like, put in some, like, minor work by saying that people shouldn't be treated badly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, I'm, I'm willing like- to sacrifice, like, that for, like, you know, maybe I'll get, like, healthcare at some point because people need it. You know, come up here and wife me, baby. Oh God, I'm on my way. I'm just gonna walk out like Admiral I, Todd Henry. I, I can't. My pants. I can't believe that I just lost my wife, Josh, on my own podcast. Hey, baby, it's Massachusetts. You can have many wives. <laughs> we'll just yeah, br- thanks, we'll just thanks. bridge, Mary. We'll make the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> thanks, Mitt Romney. You got us polygamy and healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> oh god so after the trial is completely ruined uh by actual justice yes. yeah uh later like in the ship's conference room picard is like staring meaningfully out the window at space hmm. yeah and Worf comes in and he's like the hearings have been called off and Satie has been she's left she's gone yeah Worf is like, I don't know why, but McCarthyism got my dick rock hard. My dick's rock hard. (laughs) Worf's like, I can't believe... Like, he has, like, a real moment, though, where he's like, I can't believe I worked with her. I can't believe I trusted her. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. How could I ever? And Picard's like, well, you have to treat it as, like, a learning experience. Because Mm -hmm. you can't trust somebody just because they're wearing the same uniform as you. Right. Which is the good thing to say. But the funny thing to say would have been... Worf, there's been a massive gas leak <laughs> on the Enterprise. <laughs> Everyone's been acting crazy. We ate some crazy bread with LSD in it, and we started burning people. Just like in the Salem witch trials. And then he turns right to the camera, and he says, if you want to know more about the Salem witch trials, visit your local library. But <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, this is Jordy's part. <laughs> oh my god. But he says a line that's like super apropos for these days. And it's yeah. continual vigilance against these type of people is the price that you have to pay for your freedom. Yeah. Um, uh, 
those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, uh, take up the uh, slings and arrows of defending it or something like that. That's Tom Paine. Thomas Paine, yeah. Yeah. And it's... Yep. You gotta fight for your right. Hey, didn't I mention the Enlightenment earlier? Maybe (laughs) it's a good time to mention that maybe we need a second one. It's it's like... The Enlightenment. (laughs) The Enlightenment. The Morenment. It's it's a lesson... Like, if I had one episode to show somebody today about using Star Trek TNG to be like, look how much Star Trek reflects the times, like, endlessly. There's no... There's no dating a Star Trek episode, really. Like, the effects might look silly, and the characters might say some, like, weird sexist things every now and then. Yeah, yeah. But the the very core of the lessons that are taught in Star Mm. Trek will never be dated. They're timeless, because they're timeless ideals. They're They're the ideals that America was built on by men who were extremely flawed, who were slave owners. Yeah. But they, but they hoped one day that that wouldn't be a thing. I mean, they had, they had no hope for that at the time, but the thing right. is, like, there's an invisible march towards better yeah. time, better equality, un- better the understanding. The unfinished pyramid. The unfinished pyramid. Yeah, they it's didn't, never done. They didn't know what the next blocks in the pyramid were going to be. They, had, they right. thought, like, maybe one day we'll be able to uh, be Christians and not have to be Catholics. Right, right. And that was like their big. That, that's yeah. what we're trying to do. Yeah. That's what we're that talking about. The but like, yeah. their words but, were so timeless, and they yeah. were they covered so many different topics that they had no idea that one day it was going to mean that like transgender people have the right to be free and be and be who right. they are and mm. like do like everyone has the freedom of like. Within themselves, I guess. Like, yeah, as, a, as an island, a person has freedoms that are completely inalienable. My, my dad uh, reads, like, like many dads, reads a lot of books about the founders. And, mm. like, he's got, he's got his, like, uh, Thomas Jefferson book, his George Washington's mm. book, his Alexander Hamilton's. Redhead well, Thomas Jefferson. Suck my dicks. <laughs> suck my two yeah. redheaded Klingon dicks. And even though I'm more interested in Samuel Adams, uh, I would say... <laughs> That's the beer one. That's a silly joke. I love it. That was good. I like our jokes on this show. (laughs) I like that. I'm serious. Thank you. Um, That's like uh, one thing you learn the more you hear like about these dudes as like dudes is that they were playing the short game. They're like we we like made out like a bandit. We fought the most powerful. Uh, force in the entire world and we fucking won yeah this can't last we've got to do everything we can to just like make sure we see tomorrow right so like the three-fifths compromise and like all of this horrible right, all shit, that shit uh they were stop gaps they were stop gaps they were like yeah. we don't we don't even see a future right now we just know that if we right. want to keep this going for one more hour we got to pull this shit well, that was the thing with with slavery in general was like this is a fight for later, and literally it was um, almost ruined America fight for later. But like they knew, like like you said, they knew that they weren't yeah. going to be able to settle that. At yeah, that they were point. kicking the can down the road, and they, yeah, they were kicking it. Yeah, they yeah. weren't thinking about the long game at all. And right. I think it's it, uh, sorry. No, go ahead, I think go ahead. it's important to understand, like in a historical context, we're always looking at things in like the historical context. Right, but there were there were like abolitionists during that time as oh, well. Yes. But they were like laughed at as like lunatics. most of the world was was experiencing like a, a 
uh, a renaissance of that. Like, even in England, they were starting to be like, well, we can't, like, have slaves. Like, yeah, it took us a lot crazy. longer. Yeah, we were like the last holdout. Yeah, one of them. And it's like we were, they were abolitionists even then. They were like, how can you fucking look at these human beings and just not see a person looking back at you? They're like, I see my money. Yeah. I love money. (laughs) It's, uh, I like to drink a mint julep. That's what they were probably really saying. (laughs) I like to fuck my sister too. (laughs) Sister fucking is the best way. One day in 2018, sister fucking's gonna be all over the internet. <laughs> Won't that be a time? Won't that be a time? Well, I'll sip a mint julep then. It'll be halcyon days when I can see people fucking their sisters on the internet. <laughs> oh, God. We just you know, lost, like, everyone who lives in the South. Hey, I'm leaving. <laughs> You guys can come up here. You can go once Man, I want to. Yeah, to Taxachusetts, no thank you. Yeah, taxes are bad for some reason. <laughs> Fuck your taxes. But guys, don't you want roads? Dude, I saw a I live poster. in Pennsylvania. I never needed roads, and I never will. <laughs> Dude, I went to a thrift store earlier, and there was a giant poster that said, uh, fucking... It said taxes are a fine for doing well. Yeah, if you're... Yes, yeah, it was okay. like, a fine is a tax for doing badly. And I mean, a, a tax is a fine for doing well. For doing and well. I was yeah, like, well, if you're, don't if you if people want roads? <laughs> yeah, if you're extremely rich, it. yeah, I agree with that. Yes. Uh, um, a, a fine just means legal for rich people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. Because, like, oh, it's it's a $100 fine to park here. It's like, if you're right. rich, you're like, cool. Yeah, $100? You mean I can park here? That's what, that's what that $100? is. $100? You mean here. no money at all to me? Yeah. You mean, you like, mean, 10 cents? Like a parking meter? Sure. You mean what I make in, like, a minute? Sure, yeah. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You know what? Yeah. I saw a thing the other day. This is off topic. <laughs> if we were ever on topic. I saw a thing the other day that was, like, fictional characters' net worths. And it yeah. had yes, yes. Yeah, Scrooge McDuck, Batman, yeah. and Tony Stark. And it was like uh, all of their net worths, their fictional net worths. Let me remind you, Scrooge McDuck swims in a giant bin of gold coins. It's, he has more gold in that in that vault than there's gold on Earth. Yeah, he, all the gold on Earth would fit under the Eiffel yeah. Tower in a 13-foot-tall cube. His, fix, his fictional wealth plus Batman, who owns a space station... And yes. Tony Stark, who has 50 million WMDs, yes. uh, does not added together does not equal the net worth of Jeff Bezos. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Why it's do you need crazy. that much money? <laughs> you we don't. Gotta, we gotta eat the rich, man. I love Aerosmith. <laughs> we gotta eat them. Yeah, I don't I know. I just if I had. Enough money to pay my rent comfortably every month. Great, right? I would be That'd real be so happy. Great. I would love that. Like that what, would be what? the greatest to me. I would be like, God, I am filthy fucking rich paying the rent to my apartments. Yeah. yeah. And what, one thing that's absolutely for sure is nobody makes that money by working hard. Like no. That right. that's like that's like seeing like a, a level one thousand person in like an, an RPG where the max level is like fifty. You're like, right. why is that guy get to be level one thousand? 
Well, it's like, like you fucking. Really hard? It's you go to the fucking <laughs> the pyramid being made, and you're yeah. like, wow, there's a lot of work went into making this pyramid, and the pharaoh's like, yeah, I worked hard on it. Yeah, I had to tell people to tell other people to die for it. Yeah, that's what it is. Only now, only now they're like, no, aliens did it, not brown people. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> the whole there's like this this I have a conspiracy theory. Oh God, yes, finally. And my my conspiracy theory is that all conspiracy theories are predicated on the fact that people think that brown people are too stupid to do things. <laughs> right. There's a there's a lot of fascinating uh, things you can watch. Like, uh, I mean, uh, this is like kind of like Masonic in nature, I guess, because the like that's where Masons come from and uh, mm. all that shit. But there's like real like a- actual like architectural tricks that they did that they just knew about. Yeah. And they knew about it and they kept it a secret. Because they didn't want other people to be able to do it, because then you don't make money yeah. if other people could do they it. Also, they had those architectural secrets because they like the Egyptians and shit had them, and they didn't tell anybody because they didn't want people raiding their fucking tombs. Right, exactly, <laughs> and and like it's like when people ask me like, well, how? Do, what do you use to do this? And I'm like, I'm not telling you, because then you can do it. Yeah. If you can do it, figure it out. Yeah, find it out yourself. <laughs> I had to, bitch. Yeah, yeah, I had to learn myself. I'm not going to tell you how to use OBS to steal YouTube clip audio for your podcasts. Just figure it out yourself. Just figure it out by doing these one thing. Oh, shit. I just told him. Oh I'm not going to tell you how to run noise reduction and then compress dynamics. Oh, no. It <laughs> it's my favorite conspiracy theory, though, since we're completely off topic. Oh, we're off the rails. Is uh, the whole, like, Paul McCartney died conspiracy the, theory? Oh, God, like, yes. People oh, are yeah. more likely to believe uh, uh, that one of the most popular musicians on Earth was killed in a car crash and then immediately replaced with a lookalike who can sing exactly have like you, him have and you play all of his instruments. Have you heard the one that he's a robot? That's, I'm not that's done how yet, Josh. I'm going to punch your head off. Uh... <laughs> They would that rather, would make sense, though. They would rather believe all of that. You have to, to buy a robot, Josh, then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe robot Josh would let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Wesley. Oh, no. Robot Josh is here already. <laughs> no, they would rather believe all of that shit actually happened in the year 1963 <laughs> yeah. than a guy got plastic surgery. Right. <laughs> He got 1963 plastic surgery. So he he looks different because he got plastic, plastic surgery. surgery. By the way, like why is it so much easier to think there's some vast conspiracy where a perfect duplicate who sounds and talks and sings and plays instruments exactly like a guy? Because we're psychotic monkeys, dude. Yeah, we're just, fucking, we're just lunatics. It's because it's easier to think that there is a concerted, coordinated effort. Uh, yeah. That's the reason behind why you're poor. Then for it to be, it's because you rolled some bad dice, right. and the system isn't fair, and yep. it's never going to be fair. <laughs> and the best thing you can hope for is to slowly, over many times, over many many years, make things better for your kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yep. the thing. Is I was thinking about the other day because I'm not really, I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids. Probably not. And I felt a little guilty. Well, you about have that. me, so that's kind of like. <laughs> 
<laughs> Josh Pennington. But I'm a robot now. You're my robot, son. Thank I'd watch the fuck out of this sitcom. <laughs> Dad, I booked two dates at the same time. What oh, can I robot no. do? Wait, isn't this small wonder? Isn't this just small wonder? Uh-oh, copyright <laughs> infringement. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> it's like, I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids, but like, I look back, I was like, man, my fucking family name is going to take a hit, right? Like, yeah, I'm the my last brother, one. my brother had kids. There's like one son, so I guess it'll continue on. But I'm the last Henderson, so it dies with me, man. Good, but, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> You're the last Jeff. Yeah, the last, You're I'm the, the only Jeff. Jeff. So There was once a name, people called it Jeff. You can't call your kid that anymore. He instantly dies of Jeff disease. <laughs> Jeff syndrome. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought about like my family name because Pennington name in America goes back to before the Civil War. Like one yeah. of my ancestors fought for the Union. He was a colonel in the Civil War. Oh hell yeah! And I was that's like, that's what's great about America, dude. Who cares, right? But then I was like, yeah. Well, then I was like, well, wait a minute. The last like thirty generations of my family have been dirt poor fucking like dirt farmers <laughs> in West Virginia, like. <laughs> That history of, like, poverty has been so yeah. fucking long and ingrained. It's like, yeah. I would just be bringing another generation into that poverty. It's all, it's all like, a macro view, right? Like, how far do you want to look back? Like, who like who cares? Like, I, I always feel that way, like, when people ask me, like, are you Irish? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm from a fucking America. I don't give a shit. I'm from America. We don't... What is it? What's the line in, in uh, Pulp Fiction? I'm from America, honey. Our, our names don't mean shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. Like, fuck it. Oh, Who yeah. cares? Yeah, I can agree I, with that. Um, I also don't like super plan on having kids. Like, not that that's an option or a danger for me right now. Well, Kevin, you're we always been, fucking. Don't pretend. <laughs> we have not been using protection, Kevin. So. <laughs> with my son? With my robot son? Sorry, Dad. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna have a little cyborg. <laughs> In- incest is back, baby. Nobody fucks my robot son but me. But like, I, th- I think, I think, and maybe I'm wrong. But you can still care about future generations of humans without having. Yeah, yeah like, if absolutely. You have empathy, if you have empathy, yes, and foresight, and, yeah. And that's like one of the reasons why I love paying my Massachusetts taxes because we have really good schools and, and yeah. in the parts that aren't segregated in my fucking weird fucking state we have Whoa. really good schools let's back up a second here i want to <laughs> i want to know about that what this just became a tourist trap for massachusetts so massachusetts has a couple towns that have just basically been forgotten by the liberal ideal uh like taunton yeah. lynn um towns you've never heard of but and parts of boston are like incredibly like poor oh yeah uh, oh yeah so like Massachusetts like sometimes tries to like switch things up by like bussing kids from a poorer district into a richer school uh-huh. and like it it kind of is a way around improving the lives of the common person in Massachusetts. Right. <laughs> so like Massachusetts has like a pro- like a very deep uh, wealth segregation thing going on, which also mm. surprisingly is divided on race lines, if you can believe it. That's weird. Um, it's almost it's like strange that's how that works out. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm, and like 
Boston itself, like that city, is uh, basically no one lives there. Uh, yeah. Like Chinese businessmen own a lot of like the property. You can't there. live there. Like you can't. <laughs> but no one lives there. You can't. That's no. There's no way. Like there's no way you can afford it. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, our public transit is like crumbling and whatever. But like you know, the T. What's wrong with the T? That fucker <laughs> is like the fucking roller coaster ride from Indiana Jones too. And you tell me it's falling apart. <laughs> Dude, I love the tea. I just wish it didn't stop at, like, 930. Dude, well, people gotta go drink, Kevin. We gotta go to the bar. The Patriots are playing. We gotta we gotta drop some money on Uber. The socks are playing. We gotta go. Dude, dude, we gotta fucking get trashed in front of Fenway. Ah, fucking Tom, Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady. Shit. Tom Brady. He's perfect. Uh, I'd suck his cock. Dude. That you're you're way more Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, that, that was robot. straight up Kennedy. I am a robot. <laughs> I would uh, um, uh, suck his cock. I would suck his cock. <laughs> it's like he's really in the call with us. <laughs> it's like it's like Robot JFK is here with us right, <laughs> right now. All right, we should probably go. Hey, maybe JFK was a robot the whole time. Think oh, about shit. it. Think, Think about it, Kevin. About Think about it. <laughs> That's a joke from the other podcast. Holy <laughs> shit. Oh, it's been so long. All right. If you want to know what the origin of that joke is, then you can head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become a patron today. You'll gain access to an entirely other podcast, which Kevin is also on this time around. Yes. Yeah. I am also a patron of your Patreon. Thank you, and I Kevin. I gotta say, you guys nice. are doing a bang up job, and I like you. Thank Aww. you. Thank thanks you, for Kevin. being here. Uh, thanks for having me. Kevin. We have this another one fun. to do right after this. So yes. I hope you're ready. Hope oh, you're on true. that one. I hope Kevin's on that one too. Oh, I hope me he too. is. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> Kevin, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a game developer and I'm a tweeter. Um, you can find uh, you can find one of my games. Uh, if you go to my Twitter account, uh, I'm at real Kevin Cole. And if you want to check out the game I'm working on, uh, uh, it's called Space Kings and it's a tabletop game. Uh, you can check out uh, uh, my other podcast, which is Pretend Friends. Uh, and you can also now go to spacekings.space to check yes! it out. Oh shit, that's awesome! It's from space! <laughs> that's so cool! We snag, we snag spacekings.space. That's so amazing. That is my that's favorite amazing. thing now. I'm, gonna yeah, go, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm pretty much going to close out every conversation with, hey, spacekings.space. Spacekings.space. <laughs> Holy fuck. If, after you go to spacekings.space... You can head on over to Twitter and find M Class Podcast there at M Class Podcast, and uh, we're gonna do a little show after this called M Class Emails. And if you yeah, would like uh, your messages read on the air by at least two handsome motherfuckers, maybe three. <laughs> there, I'm coming on. I'm coming along. <laughs> three, count them. A uh, three handsome motherfuckers. That's just more bargain. That's more value for your dollar. <laughs> Then uh, you should send an email in to mclassemail, singular, at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Singular. I would like to thank Kevin Cole for being on this episode of M Class. Me too. I'd like to thank you for thanking me. Oh my god, we're never going to (laughs) leave. It's never never going to end. (laughs) Josh is like, I got places to be. 
I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll be back in one week with more M-Class. I love you. Bye. Bye-bye. Coca-Cola, the, the slime is cola in the galaxy. galaxy.